one constant through all the years, Ray, has been beyond the game. Beyond the game. Beyond the game. The most well-known, the best looking, the best dressed. We have the seeds in us of greatness. You guys are so young and stupid. No idea who you're talking about. That's pitiful. I mean, it's absolutely pitiful to perform like that. Pitiful. It is a career ender, just like this show. Do I have to get better in certain areas? There's no question about it. Thanks, Captain Obvious. I love you guys. Love the program. You're already famous in Rochester, but watch out, world. Let's get down to the meeting. Have we got a show for you? We would be honored if you would join us. Recording in the BTG Studios in Rochester, New York. It's Beyond the Game. Now here's your host, Benson, and those guys. Welcome to the program. Beyond the Game is brought to you by Town & Country Pest Solutions, townandcountrysolutions.com, fearing nothing but God. Glad to have you with us on this Halloween Saturday morning. You can follow us on Twitter or really any other major social media platforms. Just look for us at BTG Program. I'm here with Barletta and Metzger. They're those guys, or as I affectionately refer to them as the Moron Twins. <laughs> you may have noticed the show has a new name this week, formerly Benson and Those Guys. As it turns out, those guys have been such an embarrassment to me that I no longer <laughs> want my name attached to the show. <laughs> my kids, my family, we have to live with the name, and, well, frankly, you guys are killing me. <laughs> but... To be serious, if I may, we just felt simply enough that we wanted the name of the program to be slightly more more in tune with what the show is about. We talk sports, but we do it from a perspective and with opinions that that you're not going to find anywhere else. We have guests on the program. We talk about their faith as well as their careers. We highlight the stories and the people of faith and sports. So basically, we're about more, and we want to go beyond the game, and thus the name. So we went from Benson and those guys to beyond the game. And the genius of it, the absolute genius of it, is that it's still BTG program. We get to keep that part. You guys should have seen how excited Benson was about this when he was telling us about the name change. He's like, okay, we don't even have to change anything. We can keep all of our Twitter handles and the and the website. It's still BTG the program. stuff that we spent so much money on. <laughs> Ryan Mallett was released by the Houston Texans this week. Anyone have any idea why they waited this long, other than except, you know, Bill O'Brien is oblivious to what's going on? His time in Houston did not go well. Mallett was late for meetings Saturday. He blamed his tardiness on traffic. He then missed the team's charter flight to South Florida. You're a professional football player. You missed the team's charter flight to uh, South Florida. You had to fly commercial. To catch up with the team. For That's the real embarrassment there. Yeah. I, I, did, I wonder, did he go first class even? Or was he coach? I would <laughs> think so. Because the dude's like 6'6". Six, six. Like, if he sits in in the back with everybody else, like, they're going to recognize with him. All the common folk. Well, even, you know, you're in that conversation on the plane. So, you know, what do you do? Um, I'm I'm a quarterback. Really? Well, a very bad one. Why, doesn't that question an automatically come, well, where's the rest of the team? Yeah, well, I was late and I, you know. But remember, we talked about in the preseason, he was late to a practice and got demoted to third string for a while. This is a recurring thing with him. Yeah. He missed a preseason practice just just two days, coincidentally, after Brian Hoyer was named the starter of the team. So I don't know if one had to do with anything. He gave the explanation at the time that he had overslept 
The interesting part about this most recent situation is that, according to reports, O'Brien was so upset about it that he wanted to release Mallet right away. But the GM and maybe some others talked him into waiting rather than going into the game with only one active quarterback. You got to be, as an NFL coach, pretty upset with a cat if you're going to cut him, get rid of him, and leave yourself with only one quarterback. And that quarterback is Brian Hoyer. Like, it, even you more. Be yeah, real you're mad. absolutely right. That's a good point. <laughs> Anyone else think Doug Whaley should call him up and see if they want EJ Manuel? I mean, co- come on. That's actually you, a good idea. You play in the National Football League. You think you'd be grateful he was even on a roster somewhere, wouldn't you? And I mean, be on time. Plan ahead. You know, all right, I'm going to go off on a sidetrack here, but you know there's this one couple I always notice in church. They're always 20 minutes late. Do they frost your fanny? They, they do frost my fanny. But the thing is, it's always the same amount of time. And I guess I really don't know exactly how long that th- that time is, but I do know we're pretty well into the service. And the only reason I even notice is because it's so late that they're a distraction coming in. I mean, if you're late and it's the same amount of time all the time, why in the world don't you just start 20 minutes earlier, get up 20 minutes earlier, leave your house 20 minutes? If it's the same amount of time, it's obviously not traffic. It's not the kids. It's 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 got to be something different. Just leave 20 minutes earlier. Get off my lawn. <laughs> Man, how cool are hockey players? Former great Jeremy Roenick, who is now an analyst for NBC Sports, tried sneaking up on an alligator and tackling it by the tail while playing golf. Did you, did you see this? It was awesome. Yeah, I did see it, but I thought how stupid it was to tackle it by the tail. We said hockey players are tough. We this is a hockey smart. player, man. <laughs> this is a hockey player. Yeah, this is what 20 years of playing in the NHL does to your mind. I mean, are you kidding? It's an alligator. Now, to those of us with taste, we know that Buck Owens had a tiger by the tail, but nobody tries to catch an alligator by the tail. The video's going viral. It shows Ronick uh, he spots the alligator, and he sort of kind of sneaks up on it. It's right on the edge of a water hazard. And then he dives at it head first, trying to grab the the alligator by the tail. He missed, and the gator jumps into the water. Fucking and then, jump on him. And then, as only a hockey player could do, he then turns to the camera and says, that was awesome. <laughs> and reports are that the alligator went back to his little alligator friends, telling them that a hockey player tried to accost him, but he got away. <laughs> Uh, listen, one. if you don't laugh at my jokes, I just keep it's retelling them all the time. But who does that? Actually, I know who does that. And while this may seem like a shameless plug, it's not. The guys with Town & Country Pest Solutions. No, they, they actually do, they, do this. They, they do that. I've you seen can, video. You can go to their website, townandcountrysolutions.com. Again, sounds like a shameless plug, but there are videos of them doing this type of stuff. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I want to put it past those There's guys. videos of the owner getting bit and then continuing to go on with his business. They're, they're a different bunch of guys. I knew a guy. This is a true story. I lived in Florida, in Lakeland, Florida for a couple of years. There was a guy, his nickname was Gator. Of course. The, a, a person in Florida nicknamed Gator didn't see that one coming. The reason his nickname was Gator was he was similar to this. He was down on the shore of the water and he was bending over picking up a golf ball and a Gator grabbed him by his head. And he's got, he had scars and, from that moment on, he was a little different from then on. <laughs> you think? But uh, that we called him Gator. You remember that classic finish a few weeks ago to the Michigan-Michigan State game? I don't know if that's a classic finish, but it, it was a well, it's certainly finish. memorable. 
In the spirit of Halloween, I suppose there is nothing more horrifying for Michigan fans than to keep seeing the final seconds of that 27-23 loss over and over again. That is, unless you see it permanently recreated with dead chipmunks. What? Dead chipmunks. A taxidermist in Lansing, Michigan, used more than 20 dead chipmunks, each wearing tiny little helmets of either the Wolverines or the Spartans to, to recreate that final play. Sounds like someone I really want to hang out with. Sounds real normal. Says Nick Sadie, you want to watch them dead on the road? Have fun. Go for it. If you want to watch them doing something more creative and fun, dead He says fun. I say creepy. Is his name Norman Bates? Nick Sadie. (laughs) I mean, that seems odd. And I'm sitting here thinking, this is creepy. It's Halloween. It's a creepy thing. This guy's using dead chipmunks to recreate that play, but. How did he get so many dead chipmunks? He's well, apparently he scoops them up off the side of the road. But that's weird. Why, you all had the same reaction I had. The thing is creepy, but why when we go in, we see a deer head on the wall, we see a fish mounted on the wall, we see the jackalope on the wall. These things don't creep us out. But How many 20, jackalopes have you seen on the wall? You never saw the jackalope? No. I think I saw one in a museum. <laughs> but why is it the chipmunks creep us out? Well, they're wearing football helmets for one thing. He's like playing with them. But no, you go into homes where they got the deer heads that put like hats on them, it's or they put a yeah, they put a cigar in its mouth, or the you know party streamers awesome. from his antlers. They do all kinds of this stuff, and this doesn't. It but does, this dude's like playing with them, right? They're like the creepy. Well, no, dolls. he's not playing with them like dolls. He's yeah, he sure set he the scene, so now you got this permanent scene where all these. Uh, Dead chipmunks essentially wearing helmets are. Why are you defending him? I'm not defending him. I'm saying I'm trying to figure out why that's creepy, and yet deer heads on the wall isn't creepy. It just is. It's all creepy. (laughs) Well, happy Halloween. It is creepy. You're listening to Beyond the Game coming up later in the program. We're gonna we're gonna talk about the Greg Hardy situation. We got our NBA NBA preview coming up. You're listening to Beyond the Game, brought to you by Town and Country Pest Solutions. Title sponsor of Benson and Those Guys is Town & Country Pest Solutions. Serving Rochester for over 25 years, Town & Country Pest Solutions' team of knowledgeable professionals can make your pest problem a thing of the past. Alligators, ants, bedbugs, snakes, yellow jackets, they do it all. Take back your home and put your mind at ease. Call Town & Country today at 585-426-5024. That's 585-426-5024. Or visit them online at townandcountrysolutions.com. Town and Country Pest Solutions, fearing nothing but God. Tim Hiller was striving for a prized roster spot with the Indianapolis Colts when six words changed everything. We have to let you go. In his new book, Strive, former collegiate and NFL quarterback Tim Hiller leads you on a year-long journey, taking small steps each week on the path to making your life matter and to developing more and more into the person God designed you to be. Strive by Tim Hiller, now available on Amazon or at timhiller.com. I told the witch doctor I was in love with you. I told the witch doctor I was in love with you. And then the witch doctor, he told me what to do. He said that. Happy Halloween, and welcome back to Beyond the Game. Guys, you want to know what really frosts my fanny? You know what frosts my fanny? You watch your language. Did that totally frost your fanny? Get off my lawn. 
Man, that'll frost your fanny. If your life had a face, I would punch it. That really frosts my fanny. Easy, compadre. Did I just frost your fanny? As a matter of fact, you do. I can't. These journalists that go out on a limb to explain away. Where I'm going with this is, is the Edison Volquez situation where his dad passed away. And the different reports, well, did he know, didn't he know? The royals protected him from that information. The family requested that. And yet, journalists, some that have regular shows on ESPN, going out there and saying, well, I have a journalistic obligation to report that. It's information. It no, must don't. go out there. You don't. Stop taking yourself so seriously. I can't stand that. It, it, fr- it really, it frosts my fanny when they do that. They just sit there. Well, it's, it's journalism. No, it's not. It's disrespectful. That's what it is. You don't have to report just because you know something. This is a good lesson in life. Just because you know something doesn't mean you have to talk about it. Doesn't mean you have to share it. The, fa- the family specifically said, listen, we don't want him to know. We want him to pitch that game. Um, just keep it to yourself. Mm-hmm. You th- This idea that, well, and you hear it sometimes afterwards, well, I had to ask the question. No, you didn't. That That's his personal life. You didn't have to ask the question. It has nothing to do with what goes on in the game. You know, there were so many different aspects to that. And, you know, it's several days later. We're, we're covering, we're going over well-covered ground at this point. But, you know, the idea that a journalist could have affected the game. Let's say they, they they get it out there. He now finds out about it. He's crushed. He has a terrible game. Well, then the journalist, by getting that information out there, then affected a World Series game. Mm-hmm. That's that's besides the point to me. To me, the idea is just that's not your that's not your business. That's his personal life. Stay out of it. And you want to say it's news? There comes a point where being a decent human being rises above giving the news speaking of decent human beings as we record this show ben zobrist's wife is is pregnant she has not yet had the baby but she says that she wants her husband if she goes into labor to continue playing ball it's a good wife she tweets this out not sure who originally posted this uh, but here's the deal if Anything were to happen, I would just take a selfie of me and the baby and text it to Ben after the game saying, now go hit me a home run tomorrow, babe. Ben Zobrist, a fellow believer in Christ, and obviously a good picker of women. Yeah. You know, keep playing. I'll just, I'll just do this thing. Carry on. Hashtag baby selfie. Baby <laughs> selfie. Now go hit me a home run. Tory Hunter announced his retirement this week for Major League Baseball. Hunter was a class act. He was a phenomenal center fielder. I'm always saddened when the time comes for guys that I rooted for to Mm -hmm. call it quits. He was a first-round pick of the Twins in 1993. He's with them before. I think he had stints with the Angels and the Tigers before returning to Minnesota this past year. I I think it's appropriate Mm -hmm. that he retire as a twin. He was a five-time All-Star, nine-time consecutive nine-time Gold Glove winner, he twice won the Silver Slugger Award, and I'm going to miss seeing him climbing those walls. As you said, he was a tremendous defensive outfielder. 
I mean, he made some remarkable catches. One of my favorite catches he made was in an all-star game against Barry Bonds. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, yeah. Left center field. He just, he robbed him of, of a home run and it was, it was amazing. Like, even in the all-star game, that guy was just out there balling out, playing, playing the game he loved. I, I loved watching him play. He got the nickname Spider-Man because of that. He, I mean, he was among the best I've ever seen. And one, mm-hmm. one kind of cool story was that one time when Hunter was sliding home, he accidentally slashed the umpire. Uh, near his, near the umpire's eye with his rubber cleats. And as it turns out... It was metal cleats? No, they were rubber cleats. Really? And as it turns out, the umpire was not seriously injured. The interesting part of that is what you just alluded to. Hunter pointed out that he's been wearing metal cleats in the days prior, but had switched to rubber cleats just the previous day. Hmm. Very interesting. Hunter's a believer in Christ and one of the great guys in the game. But praise God for faithful women. If you've got an old woman praying for you, you are in pretty good hands. If you're having trouble, you know what you need to do. Here's here's a secret to life. If you're having problems, go find some old lady who will pray for you consistently because praise <laughs> God for faithful women. Hunter was raised in the church by his grandmother. She made sure the family went to Sunday school, read the Bible, went to church every Sunday. He says that each night they'd read Bible stories before bed. He also says his mom made sure they stayed involved in the church and the things of God. And he credits those influences of his mother and grandmother for leading him into a relationship with Christ and helping to grow his faith. He always wanted people to know that he, he tried to walk like Christ in his life. And as he walks away from the game, I, I just wanted to take a moment and point that out. Tory Hunter tried to walk like Christ. If he, he said if he struck out, he didn't curse. He tried not to throw his bat or slam things in the dugout. He simply tried to quietly put his helmet back in the helmet rack. Whether he was down or if things were, were not, whether they were going great or whether they weren't, he tried to be the same person all the time because he wanted his teammates to see him following Christ. Yet he also acknowledged he's home, he's human, so there were times he'd slip up, he'd make mistakes, but he knew that Christ forgives. And I, I remember situations where he, he lost his temper, got upset, but, you know, again, mm-hmm. he is human, and, and amen that Christ does forgive, but he is a believer, and, and praise the Lord for um, faithful women. Though a very, very good ball player, nobody would ever make the case for greatest ever, but also announcing retirement this week with somebody who was the best at her game, and that's Abby Wambach. I mean, Rochester's own. She was the 2012 FIFA World Player of the Year among many, many, many other accomplishments in her amazing career. Six-time, six-time U.S. Soccer Athlete of the Year. She won a national championship with the Florida Gators. She won two Olympic gold medals, World Cup. I mean, she's very, very accomplished. The all-time leading international goal scorer, 184 goals. She not only broke Maya Hamm's record in a match against Korea Republic back in 2013, but she shattered it. In the game that she broke the record, she scored four goals. <laughs> She's a fierce competitor. She says that she was toughened by her older brothers who were firing hockey pucks at her for target practice. <laughs> I mean, I guess that'll do it. She never forgot the importance of team play, which is what what made her really so great. Here's here's a quote she gave to ESPN. She says, no I or individual is better than the team. I've scored no goals just on my own. Every goal I've ever scored has been because of someone else on my team, their excellence, 
their bravery. What a terrific mindset. That's what made her so great. Hey, she burst onto the scene, I, I just brimming with confidence. She knew she belonged, and she acted like she'd always been there. I mean, hey, I'm going to be sad to say I've, I'm glad I've gotten the chance to see her play. I'm not the world's biggest soccer fan. You guys know that, but no, think you love our, soccer. Think of our lifetime. Well, at least mm-hmm. my lifetime, we've gotten to see the best in some of these different sports. Mm-hmm. Abby Wambach, Michael Jordan, Wayne Gretzky. Tiger Woods. I haven't heard Griffey Jr. yet. And you won't. (laughs) I love him. Well, goodbye. Good luck to two athletes who made their sport more enjoyable by their play and and by being who they were. Wambach still has four matches remaining before finishing her career in December. Mm -hmm. Baseball's Tory Hunter, soccer's Abby Wambach. Beyond the Game is brought to you by Town & Country Pest Solutions. Folks, let me talk to you for just a second. You've heard us say time and time again on this show that our title sponsor, Town & Country Pest Solutions, are the best. We'd say that even if they weren't giving us money. You know why? Because they are the best. Maybe we just wouldn't say it as often. Hey, have you seen all those stink bugs out there? Don't squish them. That's where they get their name. Are they bothering you? Call Town & Country. Are mice or other furry critters using your home as an escape for the upcoming cold? Call Town & Country. Do you have bed bugs? Do you know someone who does? Call Town & Country. Their team of extremely knowledgeable professionals will get the job done for you. They'll be in, they'll be out, and they'll inconvenience you a lot less than those pesky critters have been. Town & Country Pest Solutions guarantees their work. Call Town & Country today at 585-426-5024. That's 585-426-5024. Or visit them online at townandcountrysolutions.com. Town & Country Pest Solutions. They fear nothing. But God. You have a lot of useless information in your head. It's as useless as the Winter Olympics. You are useless, Ignacio. It's about as useless as a screen door on a submarine. This piece of useless information is kind of painful for me as a Bills fan uh, after watching the way the Bills performed against the Jags in London, but. After losing that game, E.J. Manuel is now the first quarterback in NFL history to lose games in three different countries. Because <laughs> he lost in London on Sunday. He lost, obviously, in Buffalo and many other cities. And then he also lost in Toronto. The only quarterback to pull that off. Well done, E.J. Manuel. Congratulations to you and the rest <laughs> of the Buffalo Bills. It's good at something. As we said on last week's program, that had to be a long flight home from London. <laughs> what a terrible loss. I can, I'm, I'm telling you now, fire Rex Ryan. Oh, really? Fire Rex Ryan and get on w- with your life. Get on to the next guy. Get him some games under your belt. You're seeing the same things that you saw with the New York Jets. You're seeing unhappy players, not necessarily with him, but with the plays, with the schemes. You're seeing a lack of control of the team, as evidenced by the Sammy Watkins comments this week. You're seeing horrible quarterback play and inconsistency from the team as a whole. I, I think Rex Ryan is a nice guy. The players, to a man, all love him because I'm sure there's just no, uh, as evident by their their penalties, there's just no, there's no any type of uh, authority there or any type of discipline there. Certainly not much accountability. It seems like free chaos. So just at this point, 
he's not a head coach. Move on. Nobody, nobody was going to hire him. He was going to have that contract with ESPN. He was going to be a broadcaster because nobody in the league was ever going to hire him until the Pagula stepped in and offered him money and gave him a second chance. I just think it's time to move on. I, I know you never, you don't want to do it this early in the season. He's only coached so many games. I know I'm being a little bit facetious, but I'm also saying I don't think this is going to work. The so, signs, the signs are all there that this is going downhill. It seems to me they, they sold, he sold the Bagulas a bill of goods and they sold the fans a bill of goods because they signed him to sell tickets and he did exactly that. Blows into town, gets a big truck, makes a big deal, eats some dog biscuits, generated a lot of excitement, sold a lot of tickets. The only reason I am still on his bandwagon is because EJ Manuel has started the last two games. You gotta get Tyrod back. He's better than people think he is. I've said this time and time again. Give him and Rex Ryan some time together. They were three and two before EJ took over. So give it some time. I still don't think the sky is falling. Yes, they lost to the Jaguars. And that is 100% EJ Manuel's fault. I don't know how he thinks it isn't his fault. Give it some time. It's not over yet. The one thing that concerns me the most is everyone's saying, well, they're losing, but all their playmakers on offense are hurt. That certainly doesn't help. They're still putting up points. Mm -hmm. I mean, aside from the Tennessee game, even with, uh, they boom Heron at running back and, and Chris Hogan and Robert Woods as your top two receivers, they're putting up points. Mm -hmm. The defense is relatively healthy and the defense is supposed to be the strong suit on a Rex Ryan team and it's not. That is what worries me. This healthy defense with this, multi-million dollar defensive line is not doing what it's supposed to be doing. Until that gets fixed, I will be legitimately concerned. Well, when he does get fired, you can say, Benson said it back on October 31st, 2015. I've been, that's the time. I'm one of the most cynical Bills fans on the planet, and I'm still on the bandwagon. Yeah, I Like I said, I'm being a little facetious. It's tough to fire somebody for seven games, seven games in your coaching (laughs) career. Yeah. He'll get, he'll get this year and next year because this year, like I said, there are so many injuries and stuff and, and the Pagulas are enamored with him. He'll get this year and next year. But I mean, if, if they haven't made a a decent playoff run by the end of next year, he's toast. It's got to be awful to be a Bills fan. It's terrible to have all that excitement, all that build up. And then this is why I try not to be excited about. Bill seasons, because stuff like this does happen. So last Sunday, Cowboys Greg Hardy Ugh. seen getting into a shouting match with his teammate Des Bryant. Well, much has been made of it in the days since. I, I, you know, I didn't really. I, it didn't escalate. There was no shoving, really heavy shoving. There was no punches were thrown. Football, well, any sport really at its highest levels, but football in particular, very emotional sport. And so, while of course I don't condone it. I wouldn't like it if it were my team, but overall I'd say it's just a couple of emotional guys blowing off steam. Mm-hmm. No big deal. After after all, the Cowboys had just given up a 100-yard kickoff return for a touchdown to Dwayne Harris of the beloved New York football giants. I'll cut it out. But such an outburst in exchange is nothing. The guys, the guys and I do it every week practically here in the studio when we record – the show, the pressure of coming in week after week, coming strong, t- 
to deliver America's favorite faith-based sports talk show can be difficult to carry. And when Zach doesn't slip in some country western into his, ump- into his bumpers or even some Van Morrison or Morrissey, well then sometimes things get a little tough in the studio here. Sometimes so I, Benson's fanny gets frosted. It, it does. And at times I can see a couple guys on a teammate blowing off steam. But a new video shows that Hardy started with the Cowboys' special teams coach, Rich Basachia. I don't know if I said that right. The Cowboys, I don't care. <laughs> Hardy is shown yelling directly in his face. He attempts to swat what I imagine is a place charts out of the coach's hand and then bumps him rather intentionally. That escalated quickly. Basachia can be seen in video shoving Hardy out of his face. and While the video is from a distance, it sure looks to me like Hardy who, by the way, is wearing his helmet, is so in the coach's face that the helmet seems to make contact. I don't know if it does, but those helmets are hard. you got somebody in your face. I can see why he's pushing them away, but when it was just a flare-up with Bryant, the whole thing could be dismissed. As I say, some guy's blowing off steam, but this is different. Shouting at a teammate's one thing, pushing a coach is another matter. Let's remember, here's a guy that... He's playing just his second game with the yeah. Cowboys. If he's doing this after two games, what's he going to be doing after a season? Yeah, two games. He was suspended the first four games, most of last season. Dallas gave him a chance when it seemed nobody else was prepared to do that. Carolina cut him loose. Well, how do you feel now, Cowboys fans? I'm a believer in second chances and in restoration, perhaps even to a fault, I suppose. But somehow this just doesn't seem worth it, does it? No. Hey. He's a magnificent talent, but he obviously has an issue and needs some kind of help. Perhaps he doesn't need football right now. Perhaps there's other things he needs to evaluate what's going on in his life. And it just seems like the Cowboys are trying to defuse the situation with the coach saying, well, it was just not the right time. Yeah, I'd agree it wasn't the right time. <laughs> there's a time and a place to handle things, and that time is not necessarily when there's great amounts of emotion involved. There's a lesson in there which can be learned by a great many people in all walks of life. By the way, Christian, this includes you. Sometimes things, uh, the thing, the best thing to do is not go spouting off from your holy high horse in the heat of the moment. Sometimes just let the situation play out a little bit. Let things calm. You may be a hundred percent right, but there are times when people are more accepting of your criticism. It's not when they're emotionally charged. And as this coach says, maybe that wasn't the time to approach Greg Hardy on this thing. But getting back to Hardy and the Cowboys, how embarrassing is owner Jerry Jones? Oh, my goodness. On that very same day, he called Hardy one of the real leaders on the team. Oh. (laughs) I mean, yeah, a guy who missed the first four games because he was suspended for domestic violence incident, one in which he assaulted his ex-girlfriend and threw her on a couch covered with semi-automatic rifles, this this is one of the leaders on your team? A guy yelling and pushing coaches and teammates? This is one of the leaders on your team? Come on, man. How stupid do you think people really are? I mean, you messed up by signing a guy who looks like, for all, it sure looks like he wasn't ready to return to work. No. Jones says, oh, that's the kind of thing that inspires a football team. Now, I know Jerry Jones is, is not stupid. But sometimes people's pride will not allow them to admit they made a mistake and they end up defending themselves and in doing so, they say dumb things. Oh, by the way, Jones later admitted that he 
hadn't actually seen Hardy's fit. Then don't say anything about it. What do you? You're not stupid, but why, so why are you playing the part of a fool? If you didn't see it, then you don't know if it's the kind of thing that inspires a football team. Perhaps it was just a, a it was just disrespectful, flat out ugly, and embarrassing to your organization. As we say, sometimes it's best to, you say it best when you say nothing at all. Just shut up. But Greg Hardy does have a remarkable talent. And because of that, he gets treated differently. If this had been the 40th guy on the roster, a third stringer whose name nobody knew, he'd be cut and sent on his way. He'd be gone. Let's face it. You have talent. You have money. Things are handled differently. Life isn't always fair, but you can get away with some things that the normal schmo can't get away with. We're talking the other night at our small group. We have a small group of us that get together and, you know, just talk about life and church and different things. And Lamar Odom's possibly needing a kidney, liver, or something came up. I, I'm not familiar with this particular aspect of the Odom story, but that, that's not the point anyway. The point is that someone commented how someone they knew had a sister waiting for the very same organ and how angry they would be if Odom got one before the sister. I, mm-hmm. I don't know how these medical organ transplant lists work. But they were aware that special treatment is reserved for those with special talents or special financial capabilities. Fair or unfair, well, we know it's unfair, so I guess I should say like it or not. We know it's true. We see it all the time. If you have some cash, you can get yourself out of situations that the average Joe isn't going to. If you have talent, you're going to keep a job where you and I will probably get fired. Mm -hmm. I'm grateful that with God, this is not the case. Romans 2.11 says, for there is no respect of persons with God. Rich or poor, powerful or weak, famous or not, we're all judged by God in the very same way, based on what we do with the knowledge that Jesus died for our sins. If you think that because you're rich, because you're powerful, or as many do because you did good deeds, if you think those things but you never admitted that you were a guilty sinner and never sought God's forgiveness, never placing your faith in Christ, well, then you will face God's judgment. However, Though you may be poor, or though you are weak, or though just a just a nobody, by confessing your sins to God and asking for his forgiveness, trusting that the burden of God's judgment was endured by Christ on the cross, then a joyous eternity with God in heaven awaits. We're all equal because we're all sinners. It all comes down to one thing. What do you make of the cross? That's why the show's called Beyond the Game. We're glad you're with us as we look look at things in sports in a different way. Beyond the Game is brought to you by Town & Country Pest Solutions. McAfee's Remodeling is a full-service remodeling company, locally owned and operated for nearly two decades. McAfee's team of professionals can help remodel or replace your windows, and for exterior and interior remodels, no one beats their personal and professional service. Call McAfee's Remodeling at 585-402-1070. That's 585-402-1070. Or visit them online at McAfeeRemodeling.com. 
Tim Hiller was striving for a prized roster spot with the Indianapolis Colts when six words changed everything. We have to let you go. In his new book, Strive, former collegiate and NFL quarterback Tim Hiller leads you on a year-long journey, taking small steps each week on the path to making your life matter and to developing more and more into the person God designed you to be. Strive by Tim Hiller, now available on Amazon or at timhiller.com. To my surprise... Good Halloween morning, and welcome back to Beyond the Game. Benson, Barletta, and Metzger with you. What was your favorite Halloween costume as a kid? I had one that my grandmother made me as a really little kid. It was Robin Hood, and I had like a big green cape and a hat with a feather in it and everything and a bow and arrow. It was pretty awesome. Nice. You mentioned the feather, but you didn't mention tights. Were you prancing around in tights? He was. They were green pajama bottoms. Yeah. They were not oh tights. My. They were tight, weren't they? They my, were. That's disgusting. My favorite was very, very simple. I I went as a football guy. Football I, guy? Way yeah. to have some imagination on that. Okay, what was your favorite? My favorite? I wasn't. It didn't actually happen when I was a kid. It came in college. I stole the idea from a friend of mine. I was the, uh, I hope my wife doesn't get mad at me because I was the makeout bandit. Wait, she knows about this, right? She's uh, not yeah, going to learn she, this. Yeah, she me. knows about this. Okay. I don't know if she wants to be. Anyway, I was the makeout bandit and my shirt just said makeout bandit and I wore a, a, a mask and I had a special belt that, um, that had chapstick and gum and mints all around it. It was a, it was a very, very good Halloween that year. I did, I stole the idea from someone. So I made fun of you for not having imagination, but I did steal that idea, but it was, it was my favorite, for sure. You're no, like the was, Batman of getting cold sores. <laughs> <laughs> there certainly wasn't a lot of imagination, you know, shoulder pads, a helmet, an eye black, and a football. But, you know, it was easy. It was quick. But I was 10. You're going as the makeup bandit. I have something inside me says you weren't 10. How old were you? I just said I was in college. That was like last week. Oh, I guess I, <laughs> I missed that point. What are you doing trick-or-treating when you're in college? There's, there's an age limit. I wasn't trick-or-treating. I was just going to a party. He clearly wasn't going to get candy. What was your worst? Worst costume? Honestly, my worst, and I, it's because it lacked imagination like you're a football player one. I just went as a basketball player one year because it was what's in my closet. Basketball guy? Yeah, it was bad. Mm-hmm. My worst was actually also involves pajamas. As a as a little kid, you and leaving the house in pajamas. It's <laughs> going to Walmart. Oh, uh, I, <laughs> I had a pair of pajamas that looked just like a Yankees uniform, like jersey and pants and stuff. So I put them on. I was like, "Look, I'm a Yankee. I'm in my Yankee uniform." And nobody ever told me that like everyone could tell they were just pajamas. So basically, I just went all over the neighborhood in my Yankee pajamas with a glove on and a helmet. Neighbors are la- laughing at him. <laughs> hey, look at the little Barletta boy. <laughs> it is pajamas. <laughs> Yet again. <laughs> I think the worst one, and I feel bad about this because my mother worked hard on it. I went as a robot. Oh, so that had to be bad. Well, she got this box and she yep. cut it all out. She covered it in tinfoil. And my mom is a, uh, she's a bit artistic and she's pretty creative in that stuff. And, and it was a great costume. The only thing she never stopped to think about was Getting in and out of the car. I couldn't get in and out of the car. Now, Wait, why weren't you walking around a neighborhood? We didn't have a neighborhood. I grew up in the Catskills. It's it's nothing but woods, man. <laughs> we had to drive from house to house. That's just lazy trick-or-treating. Were you in the trunk? It was miles. <laughs> so? You're a kid. Start walking. 
The next house is a mile down the road. <laughs> I'm not walking to it. You, yeah, you probably wouldn't have gotten a lot of candy if you walked. So the NBA kicked off this week. And we're going to talk about our, our teams, who, we, who, what our predictions are, who's going to do well. And I, I feel really guilty about this because I don't have any real, you know, what you'd call that sexy surprise pick. I, I mean, when you, when you look at the Eastern Conference in the NBA, I mean, there's really only a couple of teams that mm-hmm. have a chance, right? You got the Cavaliers have a chance. The Bulls have a chance. Zach, how long is that contract you signed with the Raptors? Uh, I don't know. I guess it's for life. We had this segment uh, a year and a half or so ago. Was, Not too long after the show started, really. Yeah, where Zach wasn't an NBA guy, so we had a free agent. He tweeted to every team saying he was a, a free agent fan looking for a team to follow. A handful of teams got back to him, one of which was the Toronto Raptors. So he held a press conference announcing that he had agreed to terms to become a Raptors fan. So are you just like a Raptors fan now for the rest of your life? I think so. I'm the worst Raptor fan ever because I think I watched two games. But you know, it was he, two more than I watched the year before. So He also picked them because of the logo. Well, Sounds they, like a very girly thing to do. First of all, their logo is awesome. Yeah, they do have a pretty good like logo. Colors. And they're only a few hours from here. They're actually like geographically the local team. That's true. But you'd include the Raptors at the top of the list. You know, you got the Cavs, you got the Bulls, you got the Raptors. I, I, I think the Hawks, mm-hmm. I think they overplayed last year, but I'll put them right back in there. And then you got middle of the road guys, probably playoff teams, the Wizard, the Heat, Celtics, Pacers, maybe the Nets. And then you really have everybody else. Man, maybe you can put the Hornets in that middle of the road group. I think the Milwaukee Bucks could be a middle of the road group too. I, they have a lot of talent. And youth on that team, the buzz around them is certainly warranted. Jabari Parker was looking like the rookie of the year last year until he tore his ACL. Uh, if he can prove that he's not going to be a defensive liability, and I mean, for all reports are he's getting himself in some serious NBA shape, um, I could see this team being pretty good. I wouldn't expect another 26-game jump, but a team well above 500 is is certainly expected. I'm thinking probably, and this is where I feel guilty because, again, I don't have that sexy surprise pick. I'm saying Bulls, Cavs in the NBA Finals in the East, like the Eastern Conference Finals, I should say, like pretty much everybody else has. I, I actually, I'm going to put the Cavs there because how can you not? They mm-hmm. finished the season after starting 19 and 20 last year. They finished 34 and nine. That team's awesome. Like last year was much like LeBron's first year in Miami, laying the foundation just to get better and better. I don't see how you can't put them in the Eastern Conference Finals. They're they're phenomenal. It's boring, I know. But I'm actually going to put the Miami Heat in the Eastern Conference Finals. I would say you could make an argument that their starting five is the most talented in the East. Chris Bosh was limited to 44 games last year. He's saying he's he's back, he's healthy, he's ready to play, ready to return to all-star form. Dwayne Wade had that contract dispute. Uh, not Not too much of one, but, you know. Still had one nonetheless. He hasn't played in more than 70 games since 2010, 2011, but he's on a one-year deal. And it always intrigues me to see guys on a one-year deal. They always seem to play better somehow. So I'm expecting big things out of Dwayne Wade. And then Goran Dragic, he was a big reason why they turned it around after the All-Star break last year, running the offense. I, I-, I like the Heat a lot. And I-, I-, I see the Heat as a middle-of-the-road team. This is, when it comes to the NBA, 
Darren makes fun of Zach a lot because he, you know, Zach is into the minutia, the stats, the, the little things. But when it comes to the NBA, Darren gets pretty excited. You know, so we look to him. He follows the NBA closely. Uh, when it comes to stats for really, well, anything else, we look to Zach. But <laughs> when it comes to the NBA, Darren does sit up and take notice. Usually he's just at the other end of the studio, you know, I don't know, playing with M&Ms or rearranging <laughs> Skittles by colors or doing whatever it is he does. But, but he knows his basketball. All right, so you got you got the Cavs and the Heat. I mm-hmm. got the Cavs and the Bulls. Zach, what do you what do you got? You got your your Raptors? No, I have the Cavs and the Atlanta Hawks. Okay. The Cavs because, of course, the Cavs. The Hawks because I don't trust the Bulls. I wanted to pick the Raptors, but it always ends up badly for me when I pick a team that I like. And like you said, the Hawks are one of those teams that are kind of hanging around, so why not the Hawks? All right, so who comes out of the East then? Uh, the Cavaliers. The Cavs. It's boring, I know. but See, I'm going to go with the Bulls, even though I know a lot. you trust Derrick Rose. Man, that's tough to do, but yeah, I, I am. And, and part of that is because I don't want to pick the Cavs only because everybody else is picking the Cavs, although... Mm-hmm. How do you go against that lineup? That is a tremendous. I mean, Jimmy Butler's a stud now. That's another question. Can him and Rose gel? Because they don't always gel on the court. Let's look at the West. And again, you know, the West is obviously much more loaded. Way more entertaining. But I think even there you have uh, maybe the Thunder Warriors and Clippers at the top. Um, And then you have a much stronger middle of the road i'm just giving you my opinion i'll i'll hear what you guys think next but the rockets spurs the suns mavs pelicans grizzlies but then when you get to the bottom you're talking teams that i don't think um with the exception of the timberwolves i'm going to give this to you earlier i think that timberwolves have the potential of surprise mm-hmm. i like the minnesota timberwolves i think they can slip up there and, and maybe even be a five or six seed in the West. But there's teams like the Lakers and the Nuggets and the Kings that I really think are, and it's weird to say Lakers in that group because Fighting they don't the stay bottom. down long. But I, I think this will be a long year for the Lakers. So mm-hmm. I got the Thunder and the Warriors again, like everybody else in the world for the most part. But, Zach, who do you have in the finals in the West? I have the Warriors and the Rockets. The Warriors because... You know, of course, the Warriors. And then again, I went with one of the middle of the road teams that might be a little better. I like the Rockets. Darren, I'm actually going with the Thunder to to win it all this year, not not just the West and the Spurs. Uh, there's the Spurs were surprising last year as a six seed. We've been waiting for it for what ten years for the big three to show their age in San Antonio. They finally did, and they go out and you know, Lamarcus Aldridge is getting all the print down there in San Antonio. I think this is Kawhi Leonard's team, and I think he's ready. Him and Aldridge are going to carry that show down there, which takes a lot of pressure off Ginobili and Parker and and uh, Duncan. And I, I could see this team see this team in the Western Conference Finals. I like them a lot. And then Oklahoma City with a healthy Durant and Westbrook, they combined to miss seventy games last year, and they were still fighting for the playoffs. You know, it's interesting you mentioned good. the um, the Spurs because a lot of guys that I respect have said Spurs and are picking us really high on the San Antonio Spurs. So it's interesting that you say that. Maybe there's something there. I, as I said, I'm going Thunder Warriors. I, I want to pick the Clippers just because I like them. I mean, they added Lance Stevenson and Paul Pierce to an already talented roster, but, I mean, it's a roster that's talented enough to win a title or underachieve. Neither of those outcomes would be really surprising. 
if they can get Austin Rivers to not throw pieces of chairs up into the crowd and hit <laughs> fans and those sorts of distractions. I, you know, as much as I like the Warriors, I, I love Steph Curry. Um, if I'm, it's, if I'm, it's possible, I think he, no, no, you, you go right <laughs> sorry, ahead. Sorry, sorry. If it's, you just said Steph Curry. If it's possible, I think he's underrated. I think he's the best player in the NBA. Yeah, that's tough to be underrated when you're Steph Curry. I mean, the whole world is looking out for you, but. All right, so coming out of the West, who's your, who's your? You said the Thunder to pick it all. So Darren, we know what you're doing. Zach, you who you got coming out of the West? Golden who's, State. Golden State, and I'm I'm going with Oklahoma City. I there's a lot of talent, and I think Kevin Durant is going to have an MVP type year. But I've already told you that in the West, I kind of like the Timberwolves to surprise. Do you guys see a, a dark horse there, a surprise team? I don't think the Timberwolves are going to win a title, but I think they can slip up to a five or six seed. I I really think that the Grizzlies, and I say this almost every year, one of these years it's going to be true, I think they could surprise some people. They have a very talented roster. They're always right there in the mix. I still like them. And the Jazz. I like what the Jazz have done in the offseason. I could see either one of those teams making a little bit of a run. Zach, you got a surprise team in the West? I had the Jazz also. Did you? Okay. You guys go Jazz. I'm going Timberwolves, let's do a surprise team in the East. You guys got somebody there. Darren, who's your surprise team in the East? The Milwaukee Bucks. I already said it. Um, I, I really think that they could, they could surprise a lot of people. That, that roster is young. It is talented. They play some defense. I, I like them a lot. Zach, you're a surprise. Boston Celtics. That is I'm, a surprise. I'm going to sound like a homer here, but I'm going to go to the New York Knicks. Well, it's hard not to improve upon 17 minutes. <laughs> That's part of it. I mean, they were so awful that almost anything would seem better, but you know, there was just so much fractured play. There was just so much. You've seen the roster this year, though? Oh, it's I, so hard to get excited about them. But there, there's a lot of guys that were okay at one time. And, and yeah. I know, I know it's an older <laughs> roster. I know, well, it's, it's, it seems to be like both ends. You got older guys, you got younger guys. But I'm maybe it's a homer pick. I love my Knicks, but I, I think they picked pick up them. two good rookies. I they started Sasa Vujicic the other day. Yeah, that's tough. <laughs> it's not good. Beyond the game is brought to you by Town and Country Pest Solutions. Oh, I'm going to break, and I haven't picked our champion. You said you already Thunder. told us, Darren, the Thunder was going to win it all. I'm going Bulls to win it all. Wow, you are putting yeah, I, a I, lot I of it. faith. I know it. It's got to happen sooner or later, right? This Maybe might not. be the last chance they got. They're in a win now. No, it's all over. The West is so strong, but I'm 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 saying Bulls. I'm going to go with. Wow, it. Zach, who's who wins it all? I have Golden State over Cleveland again. Beyond the game, brought to you by Town and Country Pest Solutions. Townandcountrysolutions.com. Folks, let me talk to you for just a second. You've heard us say time and time again on this show that our title sponsor, Town & Country Pest Solutions, are the best. We'd say that even if they weren't giving us money. You know why? Because they are the best. Maybe we just wouldn't say it as often. Hey, have you seen all those stink bugs out there? Don't squish them. That's where they get their name. Are they bothering you? Call Town & Country. Are mice or other furry critters using your home as an escape for the upcoming cold? Call Town & Country. Do you have bed bugs? Do you know someone who does? Call Town & Country. Their team of extremely knowledgeable professionals will get the job done for you. They'll be in, they'll be out, and they'll inconvenience you a lot less than those pesky critters have been. Town & Country Pest Solutions guarantees their work. 
Call Town & Country today at 585-426-5024. That's 585-426-5024. Or visit them online at townandcountrysolutions.com. Town & Country Pest Solutions. They fear nothing but God. Now the moment we've all been waiting for. Tom Brady wears Uggs. I have no knowledge of anything. I have no explanation for what happened. The highlight of the show. I'm not going to let our fans down. The reason people tune in week after week. Said no one ever. Darren's Unreasonable Rant. Sammy, I want 10 targets a game. Watkins has been in the news lately. First, for saying he wants a ridiculous amount of targets per game, a number not even the best receivers reach. Whatever, though, I like his confidence. But then he goes out and gets hurt again. And although I agree with him that the NFL has a 100% injury rate, maybe engaging the fans in the negative way he did wasn't the best idea. Because not every fan is as understanding as I am. Sammy, I feel you, bro. I get your frustrations. The Bills traded two first-round picks to get you, and you just want to perform. But as I know all too well, nothing turns immense talent like you into a mediocre one quite like Buffalo. There's nothing you could have done, though. These are the cards you were dealt. Buffalo's playoff drought will officially be old enough to drive this year, and no one, regardless of how good they once were, can undo the curse on this franchise. Four straight Super Bowl losses, the Music City forward lateral, 16 years and counting of missing the playoffs. If I were you, Sammy, I'd look to the likes of Marshawn Lynch as hope. Hope for your now bleak future that you can have a resurgence elsewhere with a franchise that isn't a flaming pile of dog excrement on Western New York's front porch. But please, don't hold your breath. You've been hurt enough. I find your lack of faith disturbing. We don't have to spend much time on it because we talked about it earlier, but the Buffalo Bills are in trouble if they don't get this thing. And we said this after last week. If they they had an opportunity to go to London and write the ship, well, mm-hmm. they need to write the you, ship right now. you got to beat Miami after the buying it to 4-4 four and four because after that it gets tough. We haven't talked about baseball on the show. And, of course, you know we'll have one more game played before this show airs. But the Mets are down two games to none. The Royals have looked every bit the part. And there's a historical precedent for that because five of the last six National League teams that won their series first and had to wait for the American League team for the World oh, wait, Series is, is this have useless lost. information? It is. It's you incredibly gotta, you useless. you got to play the clip, baby. You have a lot of useless information in your head. It's as useless as the Winter Olympics. You are useless, Ignacio. It's about as useless as a screen door on a submarine. It's one of the most popular segments on this show, along with the use of the unreasonable rant. We don't pay big dollars for the production value. I gotta tell you guys, this is not America's favorite faith-based sports talk show for nothing. Oh, I thought you were just saying it wasn't America's favorite faith-based talk show. Yeah, I thought we were gonna stop there. No, no. We're top five. We're definitely. We're at the top of the top. Anyway, let's, <laughs> we got that useless bit of information. But let's talk World Series for a minute. Can the Mets come back? Yes. They could very easily just reel off a bunch of shutouts in a row with their pitching. So mm-hmm. they're not out of it, but. No. Well, I, I agree. I think the pitching makes the difference in this. I think that, you know, if you're the Mets, you got an uphill climb. And again, there's one more played between now when we're talking here in studio and when this airs. This is going to be another game played 
you got that kind of pitching, although the Royals have looked every bit the part and being able to handle it, it's an uphill battle. But Met fans, I wouldn't count yourselves out yet because good pitching tends to win. But even more impressive, I guess I shouldn't say more impressive, but what I have been impressed and surprised by Alex Rodriguez, I thought as an announcer, I'm not just saying this because I'm a Yankee, I thought he's done a pretty good job. I was very surprised. I was I was expecting the hate on him as much as I dislike Pete Rose's performance. Oh, Pete Rose was bad. But I think Alex Rodriguez, and I think Fox was, is almost giving him a audition the way he he's a, given all this time. Fantastic job. I cannot disagree with you at all. It, it might be a little strong, fantastic, but I think he's done a very good job, and whenever I'm surprised. He, whenever he wasn't throwing a football, he was really good. My pest of the week this week is Austin Rivers <laughs> throwing a chair or, or bits of the chair, the cushion of the chair, I, listen, we, we know when you're playing competitive sports, it gets emotional. You, you, you react, but you can't throw things into the crowd. No. And when you hit fans who paid money to come see you play, Austin Rivers is my pest of the week. Uh, I actually have two pests of the week, but they're, they're kind of related. One is EJ Manuel for saying he didn't feel like last week's loss. EJ Manuel, who was we found out earlier on this program. You learn all kinds of things. Is now lost in three different countries. The yeah. only NFL quarterback to do that. He's and bad. He's bad. It's all your fault. You gave away twenty points in one quarter. You're you're terrible. It's your fault. But the second part of my pest of the week is the NFL for streaming it on Yahoo. Mine froze. So did other people's. Buffered half the time. And I have good internet connection at home. Not a fan. Keep it on the TV, please. Thank you. My pest of the week is the Buffalo Bills for the reasons we've already covered. I'm still not over it. I'm very angry. I think he's crying a little bit. Last thing I have for you before we finish the show is Lawrence Levy. You may not know who he is by name, but you do know him as Marlins Man. I want to make him a, a Frost My Fanny segment because it, it just, up until recently, it's always just bothered me. There he is in his blaze, blaze orange right behind home plate, and he trying to get noticed, wears this uh, visor sometimes sideways, just kind of, I'm sure he's a wonderful guy, but come on, man. Is this about you? Why you got to wear the blaze orange when you, the Royals are obviously blue? He's all over the place. He will be behind home plate at City Field for the Mets, the same spot he's been in the first two games in Kansas City. But I did not know this. Kansas City has obviously embraced him. He had donated $10,000 earlier this month to the families of two firefighters there who were killed when a building's burning wall collapsed onto them. Uh, as much as I oh, dislike him. Yeah, hard to dislike a guy like that. Marlins man, you can sit wherever you want, wear the blaze orange. I tip my cap to you. You're, you don't frost my fanny one bit. Beyond the Game is brought to you by Town & Country Pest Solutions, townandcountrysolutions.com. You can visit us on our website, btgprogram.com. You can follow us on Twitter, at btgprogram. Happy Halloween, everybody. Have a good time. Be safe. This is Beyond the Game.